0: Hello, it's me. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to meet to go over. What's up, everybody? Chris here, coming at you with another episode of the Chris and Dan Podcast. Uh, This is episode number 264, uh, and I'm here without Dan to talk to you uh, about the latest in pit football, Pitt loses on the road at Virginia Tech uh twenty to fourteen and uh in a pretty frustrating way um, in a season that has been just that pretty frustrating. Um understandably uh there's been a lot of <laughs> opinions, reactions, um hot takes, all that type of stuff since the game ended and really I'm just going to use this episode since it's just me uh to kind of rant a little bit um in our last episode when it was both me and Dan we did uh, you know a lot of venting it was the post North Carolina uh loss episode and you know that one was really really disappointing um For Pitt to go into that game and lose in the manner in which they did to the team uh, that they lost to, it was a really, really frustrating set of circumstances. And add to that, having won two games going into that game, having a chance to get back to five hundred and a chance at a bowl game. There was a ton that was really, really disappointing about that game, and Dan and I kind of let it let it all out there, so if you're interested in listening to that, you can always obviously go back and listen to uh, what we had to say. That was episode number 263. Uh, I'm going to take a little bit of a different approach here in this episode, um, just because You know, I I, I mentioned last time that a lot of it is just exhausting to me, and that was probably the most pessimistic I've ever been uh, on any of our episodes, and I don't know, since that game, uh, I've tried to, you know, take a step back, think about the program, think about what's going on, um, and, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe just, try and find the most sane way to approach the rest of this season. Um, and I, I uh, unfortunately I, most of the reaction I see uh, online um, at, after this Virginia Tech game uh, from what I saw was really just out there and kind of a little bit crazy in my opinion. So I'm gonna rant a little bit and uh, you know go into some points of the game not going to dive too much into detail about the 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 nuts and bolts but do want to talk about some things like obviously how the game ended the gesture we had catched, the fourth uh the 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 fourth down goal line stand by Virginia Tech uh Kenny Pickett's performance some coaching staff things going to talk about some of that stuff um and then just generally rant and give my opinion on on how I'm going to look at the rest of this season and, uh, you know, obviously it's not too long. It's only one game. Um, and, uh, you know, try not to be too preachy. I, I have some, I obviously have some pretty strong opinions about the team, which is why Dan and I have a podcast. Um, but I I want to try and do my best to not be preachy and not be telling people this is what you should do and you should think like me, because I think the mainstream media does that a lot. Um, I mean, hell, I, I think in the past week we've seen somebody write a blog about Pitt moving to the American Athletic Conference, and Ron Cook is still out there on the internet somewhere uh, talking about Pitt attendance, and you know, telling fans what to do, telling the program what to do. And like, that's so preachy and, and, well, you know, nauseating. And you just hear the same old stuff from the same old people over and over again. I don't want to be like that, but I'm going to give my opinion. Um, and if you agree or disagree, you know, feel free to, to let me know and, and hit us up. You can always do that. And we'll always put it in the next the next show, and and I uh, have some reaction from you guys that you sent my way, so we'll throw that in here as well. Um, it'll be a little bit of a shorter episode, um, probably a lot bit of a shorter episode, probably 20-25 minutes is what I'm guessing, depending on where my mind takes me. Um, but I appreciate you guys uh, tuning in, and uh, we're gonna get right to it real quick. Before I do, uh, just. I want to remind you guys uh that we are sponsored uh and and thankful that that Rum Runners uh is bringing you this episode. Uh we're sponsored by Rum Runner Saloon located at 3385 Babcock Boulevard in Pittsburgh's Ross Township. Uh, They have service industry night every Tuesday starting at 10 p.m. with karaoke going until 1 a.m. along with $2 well drinks, $2 beers, and $2 off apps. Uh, Every Thursday is Game Show Junkies Trivia with Joe Cheetah starting at 8 p.m. Uh, It's also quesadilla night, which starts at $5. Saturday, the upstairs is open for college football. Sunday, same deal. they got a ton of TVs uh, upstairs, so it's a really great place to watch games Uh, every friday and saturday night they have djs that start at 9 p.m live entertainments on the weekend so be sure to check them out on facebook and instagram um also make sure to subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already and if you're a pit fan uh because that's what we do we talk about pit and uh basketball season uh, has just gotten underway and uh you know i'll probably throw a uh uh, note or two in this episode about the basketball team as well um so search for us uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts you can find our podcast the chris and dan podcast uh, so make sure you subscribe and get every episode um leave us a rating too if you can that really helps us out a lot we recommend apple Podcasts, stitcher uh google play uh, we're pretty much everywhere uh, we're also on social media. You can look us up on Facebook, and our Twitter account is at Chris and Dan Pod. Uh, we have a phone line and a text line, uh, 412-376-7151. Uh, you can uh, call and leave us a voicemail uh, or shoot us a text any time of day, any day of the week, and we'll put it in the next episode. Uh, we have a few texts from the Virginia Tech game that I'm going to get to here in a little bit. And uh, lastly, Dan is on Twitter at SteelCityDan22. I am on Twitter at Chris underscore Gates. Um, all right. So, you know, just generally, um, the, the big takeaway I have from this game is not that Pitt lost. It really doesn't have to do with anything that happened in the game. Uh, the big takeaway for me is just how how, uh, annoying, I guess is probably the nicest and most appropriate word. How annoying it is to just constantly, uh, see the, the lunacy on, on Twitter and on social media uh, that occurs after games. And sometimes I've even been a part of it. And really, actually after the North Carolina game, I kind of, thought to myself, you know, I'm, I'm going to try and spend the majority of the rest of this season uh, offline. And I did that this week. I actually, for this game, um, I, I actually predetermined that I was going to DVR the game, um, make myself busy. So I actually went to the gym and uh, had a extra long training session. And my plan was to come back. And when the game would normally end, I will check the final score, um, and then I will watch the game on DVR delay. Uh, That way, I know what's coming. That way, I don't let myself get completely worked up uh, because my expectation going into this game was that Ben DiNucci was going to play. We weren't going to see Kenny Pickett, and it was going to be pretty much the same old story and uh, didn't necessarily go that way, which is a positive, and that's something I'll get to in a little bit. Um, But I checked that final score, saw the pit loss twenty to fourteen. Uh, then I went on Twitter, just you know, curious, since I hadn't been on Twitter very much uh, all all week leading up to the game. I, I was curious uh, what people were saying, because um, to be to be honest with you, having not seen any play in the game uh, and just seeing the final score and checking the box score and see Kenny Pickett <laughs> through for two almost two hundred fifty yards. And obviously played most of the game um and Pitt held Virginia Tech to twenty points and it was a close game, and Pitt was competitive you know that that was the the immediate general uh impression I took from this game because it's not a game I expected Pitt to win, and uh generally, I was like, okay, you know that sucks, but at least at least Pitt battled, and you know i I hop on Twitter to see what people are saying, and it's um you know, firing Narduzzi, people tweeting at Narduzzi and at athletic director Heather like, and, um, you know, talking about the staff changes that need to happen or that will happen. And, you know, talking about how certain players are useless and I don't know all this stuff. And it's just like, does that really make, does that make you feel better? Does that help? because really as this as the season has gone on it's not obviously it's not been a good season for any pit fan you probably haven't enjoyed it and i haven't enjoyed it either and i'm pretty ready for the season to be over but um the the, the social media what is like pit twitter and, and and stuff like that i feel like it's just turned into a big group of you know, unhappy people that just tweet unhappy stuff at each other to try and feel better. And I, in some respect, understand why people are there doing that. But like, I can't, I can't do that anymore, man. Like in all honesty, I'm not, if you're doing that, like, again, I, like I said, I've done it before, but I don't know. After the North Carolina game, I got to a point where I realized like th- there's nothing, nothing, this accomplishes nothing. Like I see so many people online that say like, well, you know, the the these are the staff changes that need to happen. But like, who like who are you? Who who are you? What uh, what? In what way do you feel like you're qualified to say who? What type? Like should. Like, how much do you know about football or how a program is run? Like, because I don't know much at all, so it's hard for me to to say. Like, well, obviously, this guy needs to be fired. They need to fire the offensive line coach. Like, I, you know, I, how how do you how do you know that? How does anybody know that? There are people that are put in position to run programs like this, and they're there for a reason. And really, where we are as a football program and as an athletic department is in completely we are we are complete nobody has any idea of where this is going you know if Steve Peterson was still in town I think we would have a pretty good idea of where the football program was going or where uh the athletic department was going or where what what the next change may or may not be but we have an athletic director who hasn't been here for a year we have a football coach who's you know still in his third season, uh, and we seem to forget so quickly that the team won 16 games the last two years, and that the best two consecutive seasons the program's had since Dave Wanstead, you know. So it's not like it's been – it's not like – I mean, for Christ's sake, it's not like we're uh, Boston College, you know. It's not like we've had Steve Adazio hanging around for – an endless amount of years with, with, you know, no tangible successful results. Panarduzzi did pretty damn well in his first two years and took talent and improved upon what the previous coach was able to do. So we know that he can win football games. We know that the staff can win football games. And as far as saying, like, well, this change needs to happen, This that change needs to happen, like, I don't – you know, I just – yeah, it just get it just gets to me, and it, and it was <laughs> like I logged on and I saw that stuff, and I was like, all right, yeah, I was right in that I need to pretty much, aside from promoting this podcast, uh, stay stay off the internet, and uh, I even today um, just to see what type of responses I might get, and maybe hey, maybe there's something. Uh, comical, uh, or interesting that I could put into uh, this episode. Uh, I tweeted it out there and I said, imagine what pit football would look like if Twitter was in charge. And, uh, really the, the majority of the responses that I got were sarcastic. And it was a lot of people, you know, just identifying with the fact that, yeah, like <laughs> we're a little bit unstable on this website. Um, like, uh, What do I have here? Uh, Anthony at TW sports said, we probably look like UAB Nick Gordon at Nick underscore Gordon. 19 sent me a picture (laughs) or a a gif. Actually, this is great because I'm the office is my favorite TV show ever. It's of uh, the episode of the office when Dwight starts a fire drill and actually lights the office on fire and locks all the doors uh, and everyone's freaking out. (laughs) He sent me that gif. Um, what else did I get here? That was funny. Um, Ryan uh, at R Y S one, three, two, four said retro uniforms, intimate on campus stadium concessions by Spilly. Uh, and every coordinator would be fired at least twice a year. You know, like that's, that's, and and Chris Bruno at Bruno Pittsburgh says completely and totally different coaching staffs every week. Like that's some of the responses I was getting because it's true. Like we, we go, we go nuts. On Twitter and it's a lot of it is in the heat of the moment and I get that and I do that too but in reality like I think this season and this game that happened on Saturday is no more than what this simply is in that it's it's a it's a it's a bad year and and Chris Peek wrote something on Panther Lair uh that I read today I'm recording on Sunday it said uh, one of his notes just kind of pretty much simply said sometimes you find yourself in a year where everything goes wrong, from the players executing to injuries to the coaches making bad decisions. Like that's that's just what this season has become, uh, in my opinion. And um, it's tough. And I like I said last week, it's it's tough to know that like you have to wait ten months to get to what training camp next year however long it's going to be it's a long time to get to just get to training camp to then hope that we get into a season that's that's better than this you know like that's that sucks and it, i i still feel that way but um you know i don't know that necessarily everybody needs to be fired um i understand this season is coupled with a recruiting cycle that really you know isn't bringing home the 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 star caliber of recruits like a Paris Ford um, I know people wanted Quantel Reigns and he he decided to go to West Virginia there are some pretty darn good players in the uh, in the class but uh, it's a smaller class too which we knew going in so I think a lot of things are combining right now to not be the best uh, not not make people feel uh, you know the best they've ever felt as far as it comes to pit football but you know kind of getting back to that original point like. I don't think we need to go so far to say this guy has to be fired. This guy has to be fired. And uh, I I still think there's a lot of potential for this football team. And um, there's still a lot of young players, uh, you know, kind of finding their way. Uh, We saw some big performances on the defensive side of the ball in the Virginia Tech game that we're encouraging Again, you saw Kenny Pickett come in and, you know, one of the things I mentioned last week where we were talking about how can this season end in a way that makes you feel encouraged. And after that game, I said, I really don't see a way that it happens unless you see Kenny Pickett uh, miraculously find his way into a game and somehow pit upset somebody and you're in like a 13-9 situation. Now, do I think that's going to happen on Friday? Uh, no, I don't. But Kenny Pickett got in there against Virginia Tech, played well, played better than the guy in front of him. And I would be shocked and extremely disappointed if he doesn't find his way onto the field for the majority of the game on Friday against Miami. You assume that he does and hopefully continues to look uh, good, look talented. Um, You at least have something there, you know, where – uh, you you have something to build upon. Uh, I know a lot of people have been down on Sean Watson. I've been down on Sean Watson too. Uh I you know, I, I in in my whole like step back from the program this week. I stepped back and looked at the offense and while there are a lot of things that I think Sean Watson can and needs to do better um it, when you think about bringing in a new offensive coordinator Uh, And then the type of turnover that's happened on offense this year. And I don't just mean like you lose Nate Peterman, you lose James Conner, you lose Dorian Johnson and Adam Bisnavati. That's not what I mean. I mean like this year he's had three different starting, three different quarterbacks see significant snaps. Uh, That's tough. He's had a lot of rotation on the offensive line, especially in the first half of the season. Yeah. you know, a lot of rotation in the first half of the season at running back too. It's taken them a while, I think, to find the guys that they that, that are going to be successful. And I, I don't think that that can be easy for an offensive coordinator or an offensive coaching staff. Now, that doesn't excuse, in my opinion, the play calling at the end of the game. Um, I think when you... You know, it was clear to that point, (laughs) it was clear early in the game, Pitt was not going to be able to run the ball uh, very successfully credit to the coaching staff that they had a plan in place to be successful through the air uh, because they identified that, Hey, this might be something we don't, we don't do very well at today. And, uh, but you know, when you're down there and I've said this a few times this year, when you have tight ends, you have like three or four tight ends that are all six, six, or taller, there's gotta be somebody that you can put the ball up in the air to. Uh, you know, doesn't it kind of remind you of the, uh, the, the, the three or four fades to John Baldwin in the uh, end zone at Notre Dame in that game where the sprinklers went off. Like, that's what I always think when you, you have, uh, you, you, have a, a first, a first and goal inside the five. Um, and you got some big targets on your team. Like, there's no reason and maybe in the future we will see Charles Reeves is six, eight. He's redshirting this year. Maybe he's a guy that they, uh, you know, are easily able to put the ball up in the air and there's nobody that can defend him, uh, on something like that. But yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't that turnover, I don't think excuses that type of play calling. I think it was, um, it, it, it was really disappointing. It really was, uh, Really disappointing that Jester weird didn't just get in the end zone too. <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty frustrating, and it is, you know. I mean, w- with all that frustration that we have and how we lash out on 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 the internet sometimes, I understand that it comes from a place where we just constantly, uh, you know, get our teeth kicked in as fans uh, watching watching this team, and that you know I share in that with everybody, but again, we're in a place right now. It's important to remember that we're in a place right now that we don't really know what, what the future is going to be. It sounds like a stupid statement. You never know what the future is going to be. But like I said, like when Steve Peterson was around, you pretty much knew, uh, what, what, how things were going to operate. Um, there, there seems to be an ad in place right now that's uh pretty talented and uh you know has been to some places and experienced success uh, there seems to be uh an, an emphasized um how do you want to say it uh importance I guess given to the football program from the chancellor and um i still think i know some people think like yeah Firing Pat Narduzzi would definitely be the right thing to do for this program that has had so many head coaches and we're starting Ben DiNucci because all the coaching turnover has turned our quarterback depth chart into an absolute disaster. To you people that think Pat Narduzzi should be fired, I literally don't know what planet you're living on. That said, I still believe that Pat Narduzzi uh, is a guy that can take this program to, to greater heights. And... I know it's his third year as a head coach, uh, but let's kind of factor things in. This is the first year as a head coach that he has had uh, a team starting, I mean, how, how many we've talked about, like like not, sometimes 9, 10, 11 players playing significant snaps on the defensive side of the ball. This is his first year as a head coach where, He's had all that same turnover offensively uh, and a lot of youth there. Um, So, you know, I, I don't think that it's, it's a hundred percent fair to judge him on this year uh, when a lot of things have gone wrong. And when the team is so young now, You know, Do you want him to manage timeouts better? Again, this is something from the game that, yeah, I think he can and should have, but I don't think it needs to be this overall narrative where you're changing the course of the program because he's made some bad decisions this year. Coaches are just as capable of improving as players are. Um, Maybe even more so because you assume that they have a greater understanding of the game of football and what causes uh, games to be won or lost. So... I just I just wish everyone would chill. I wish everyone would chill um or just take a break from Twitter. Like that's been I've enjoyed it to be honest with you. Uh Twi- Twitter is a lot of like last year when we beat Clemson and all that, man, beat Penn State, that was so much fun. Uh, years like this it's not fun and uh I don't know, it's just like it, 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 every loss or every, you know, mistake doesn't have to be doesn't have to be a greater narrative if that makes sense i just don't feel like it has to be um you know uh, mentioned i've mentioned kenny pickett a few times in this episode and wanted to touch on him a little bit more just cuz 15 to 23 242 through the air he had the one pick um he uh you know, also had a a few yards on the ground, but generally speaking, it was an encouraging performance. And I think, you know, this is what I've personally been looking for all along from the quarterback position in this offense. I don't know why it took this long to get him out there. I really don't. We don't know what's going on in practice. Maybe he, you know, just started to grasp, really grasp the playbook, or maybe he, you know, finally got to a point where he was able to handle enough, a large enough uh, amount of plays that they could feel like they put him out there. Uh, Or maybe it was just an oversight. Coaches do that too. Uh, Whatever it is. I'm glad, just glad that it happened because if we, if we would have not seen Kenny Pickett again this year, Um, something I was talking to my dad about on Thursday. We were, we actually went to the Steeler game, which was great man to sit in Heinz field and see a good football game. But we, uh, we were talking about, uh, the, the, the quarterback situation and say, you know, like if, if Kenny Pickett doesn't get in the game, then all, all we know is that he. All all we'll know is essentially nothing. Uh, He looked good. He looked like the best quarterback in the spring game. I don't know how many of you were there uh, and got to witness it. He was the best quarterback in the spring game that day. Uh, He came in to the NC State game and looked like he had a strong arm um, and moved around a little bit. And so that was encouraging. But really, we've had so little to go on with Kenny Pickett that it's impossible to know if you have something there. So, then if we didn't see him in this game against Virginia Tech, and if we didn't see him in the final game against Miami, you'd go into the offseason really worried about the quarterback position. And if Kenny Pickett can, you know, uh, look like a fully functional quarterback again, I think that's reason to be encouraged going into the offseason. And uh, you combine that with. Um, Darren hall. I know he didn't have a good day running the ball. Uh, Virginia tech. It's important to remember. They're really good at stopping the run. Uh, I think what I had read is that they only have allowed one, uh, 100 yard, uh, rusher this year. And it was in the first game of the season. Um, Darren hall, you know, prior to this game strung together multiple, uh, hundred yard games. So, you might go into the offseason now thinking, hey, we found a guy uh, that could be a multi-year starter and a good quarterback. Uh, we found a guy that can be the feature back next year. You hope the whole O-line improves. And I think from the wide receiving core, uh, you have a guy, a lot of guys with a lot of talent. Um, some guys underachieved this year. Uh, a, but there's, there's still a lot of young guys there. You bring Trey Tipton back. Uh, Lopes is going to be back. Henderson's going to be back. You would assume that they're going to be able to build. uh, You you got Aaron Matthews back, Maurice French back. Uh, There's a lot of of potential and talent there uh, in the receiving core. So um, there may be some things to be cautiously optimistic about on the offensive side of the ball. And defensively, the the North Carolina game was extremely 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 disappointing. There's no other way to put it. There's no it's hard to it's hard to understand how when you play a fourth string quarterback in his first game ever uh starting and how he's able to essentially pick apart your defense. I don't know what happened there. I really don't. But it was really great to see the Pitt defense come back and play well uh against virginia tech uh, there there's we've talked about it a lot this year there's a lot to be encouraged about on that side of the ball too um so you know trying to find little nuggets here to be cautiously optimistic about as far as the coaching staff goes there's obviously you know and understandably so there are a lot of things to be worried about um but i'm i'm going to you know this is this is something I, I read today too. It's that you know, it's it's. There's obviously those moments in the game where you make a bad call, and you you know you, you you get torched for it. But like all the things that happen in a game that lead up to whatever that play is, where the bad call happens, like everything does play a part in games. And I'm not trying to excuse the the coaching errors that have been made this year because. There's been a lot of them. I haven't agreed with a lot that Narduzzi uh, has done. And uh, certainly on the offensive side of the ball with Sean Watson, I think this has been a bad debut uh, overall. It's been a bad one. Um, But I often wonder, and I'm not smart enough to know it, but I often wonder how much of that, how much of those decisions, like just the fact that they have to make certain decisions, how much of that is... Contributed to by having young players, inexperienced players, and these guys making mistakes, and you know the trickle down effect of things that happen earlier in a drive that leads you to this one place that maybe you didn't need to be at all, and maybe you weren't in those positions last year when you had a senior running back and a senior quarterback, and you know two, what two or three seniors on the offensive line with another junior. Um, I wonder about that a lot. So, to give them the benefit of the doubt that you know, two of the three years this coaching staff has been here, um, obviously minus minus your offensive coordinator, uh, they have, generally speaking, uh, more often than not done the right thing, made the right call, put the team in the right position to win a football game, um, and you just got to hope that the, uh, the the improvement continues. Obviously now officially definitely not going to make a bowl uh but I suppose a chance to potentially uh beat Miami the day after Thanksgiving at home games against Miami at Heinz Field have never gone well. Uh I'm not terribly optimistic about that game specifically. It was pretty eye-opening to see Miami had just played two huge games from their perspective. I think it was uh was it Florida State? I can't remember, and then they had Notre Dame. So obviously, big games for them. And uh, oh no, no, no! Is they they beat Virginia Tech at home, and then they beat Notre Dame at home, uh, and then they just had Virginia at home. And they, that 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 game, they got they got a little scare there, uh, and they they showed some some areas of weakness. And generally speaking, this year, uh, it's almost kind of like the Steelers and how the Steelers, when they play a good opponent, uh, they normally play really well. And then when the Steelers play uh, someone like Cleveland or what I'm scared about is this coming week or they play the Packers at home, uh, they're going to get beat by a second string quarterback. Uh, you know, Miami when they've played far se- seemingly who should be far inferior teams, uh, it it's ended up being like a one score game and down to the wire. So you never know. You never know. Um, their quarterback, their Rozier kid is, erratic uh he can have really great moments he can have really bad moments and this defense for Pitt is uh generally speaking the one thing we can say is it's better than last year so it has improved what you know the north carolina game is still so infuriating that it's hard to say that with a lot of confidence but the defense has improved um and maybe you see something continue to build if pick and run the ball against miami and protect it you don't want to turn the ball over against them um you never know if you have a chance and maybe you go into the off season feeling a lot better i don't know um you'd ruin a, another team's uh, national championship hopes with a uh, win in the last week of the season uh it's there's always a, a small possibility again i'm not i'm not predicting it i'm not confident in it but um yeah i don't know i feel like this has been all over the place and i i apologize if it uh, if it if it <laughs> really has Um, but that's generally, uh, you know, just kind of where my mind has, has been lately with everything that's been happening. Uh, let me get to a few texts that we had at, uh, four, one, two, three, seven, six, seven, one, five, one, uh, Adam from Philly checked in. He said, thank you, Pitt for finally giving Pickett a shot. He is already better than Danucci and improved as the game went on. Kudos to the defense for a great effort all game. You can start to see the tide shift on that side of the ball. A lot of positives today. The only thing that kept this team from winning was the coaching staff. Pickett should have started. They should have known the first play of the second half and known to punt in the fourth quarter and had two more timeouts to use at the end. That's all all fair. Uh, they, the coaching staff, should have realized they couldn't run and had a play called to put... The ball and picket or Whitehead's hands at the end. These players deserve better again. uh, Eat some turkey, travel safe, everyone, and be thankful for more opportunities to find more opportunities to watch Pitt find new soul crushing ways to lose football games. Thanks, Adam, for checking in. Uh, We also have a text from Rick. Uh, who says there are a couple? There are a couple of players that give you such an underwhelming feeling. Wia is one. Aside from getting caught and not diving on the final catch, he had two passes where he refused to jump to get the ball at its highest point. Both ended up being pass breakups for Tech. He's a senior. DiNucci's body language on the sideline, yikes. Assuming yesterday was not a fluke, Pickett gives us a true passing threat and he made the coaches look like fools. There's no way he suddenly practiced better or understood the game plan better, as Narduzzi quotes against a tough tough VT defense, Uh, and he didn't against the three cupcakes previously. Sean Watson, dot, 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 play calling guru. Uh, But to be fair, I'm anxious to see what the play calling will be when Pickett starts. And uh, yeah, me too. I mean, potentially that's something that can start to round into form is you can build uh an offense you can build a set of plays uh around a quarterback in a specific you know t- t- talent set and it seems like Pickett's uh set of talents are are potentially you know pretty uh pretty impressive um and on Twitter um check in here uh Uncle Pitt at the Willard Years said uh uh, let's see I'm mad for allowing myself the hope that we would score on the final drive. I should have known better uh, even read a few haha no way we score from the one tweets and mistakenly didn't agree have I learned nothing <laughs> uh, yeah that's it's pretty frustrating um, Chris Bruno actually responded to that tweet and said uh, I said this yard would be very tough i wasn't it wasn't even about Pitt though VT's defensive line was getting great push on all running plays, uh, and that's true. And I'm check one other place on the Chris and Dan podcast Twitter. I believe we got one or two comments at Chris and Dan Pod on Twitter. Let's check it out here. Um, H two P forever at nine time. Victor says the 2018 question marks are the offensive line and the play calling. Uh, I think that's fair. Um, Agent Michael Scarn at Spano, Spano underscore 97 says, uh, disappointed defensively. We played pretty well. Pickett has a very bright future. The play calling was pretty good until the last 50 seconds. And then all hell broke loose. Uh, this loss is on Narduzzi and Watson. So there you have it. Um, again, you know, I, uh, I hope, I hope the majority of this didn't come off too preachy, uh, or like me you know, being the fan police. I just feel like, you know, the, the overall reaction doesn't have to always be, uh, as crazy as, as it seems to be. Uh, and I also acknowledge that the people online reacting to a loss are a, a small percentage, a very small percentage of the actual fan base, but those are the ones that we, uh, we tend to interact with. So, Sometimes it feels like that's uh, overwhelmingly the feeling, and it might be. You know, I don't know. I, uh, I really don't know. But uh, actually, you know, didn't end up getting into any basketball uh, this week. Um, just quickly, I'll mention Pitt is 1-2 and two with a win most recently against UC Santa Barbara. They play Monday night, which might be the day you're listening to this, uh, against Penn State uh, in New York. I guess I'll just say, generally speaking, I I expect Pitt to lose pretty much every game they go out to play. And that's not because I think the team sucks. I just think the team is so young that it's impossible to expect very much from them. There's seven freshmen on the team, and most of them are seeing a ton of minutes. Uh, Somebody... Another thing that triggered me and said like, you don't need to be on Twitter uh, is somebody said I was, I, I essentially tweeted that. And somebody said I was like the, the King of spin or something. Um, and I don't, I don't understand what that even means. Like I don't work for the athletic department, I don't work for the basketball program. I, I, uh, I just it, like, it's just my opinion, but, uh, that's also a horrible place to be. Twitter is a horrible place to be. Uh, this basketball season. I'm just telling you right now, just don't do it. There's no point. It's not going to like, you're not going to feel good. It's not going to make you feel good. Um, My approach is just watching these games and uh, seeing, you know, players develop and you, and you hope that they do. And there's, there's a, what seems to be a lot of potential in some of the, the, the younger players Uh, and it could be fun to watch it can be uh, if, if, if you lower your expectations, I suppose. All right, that's going to do it. I'm done talking to myself. Um, thank you for listening. Once again, thanks to Rum Runners for sponsoring the show. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Chris and Dan pod and look us up on Facebook. Um, you know, everything from the podcast is on our website at Chris and Dan com. Uh, so hope everybody enjoys their Thanksgiving. Uh, I know I will be, and then I will be at Heinz field on Friday. Hope to see you there, uh, and hoping for a win that really sends us into the off season, uh, with some hope. Um, you never know, uh, on this, on this same day, uh, how, 10 years ago, I, I went down to Morgantown, For a game I was sure we were going to lose and we won. And that didn't make any sense. So who the hell knows. Um, Yeah. We'll we'll end it there. Thanks for listening again. Appreciate it. Uh, Dan will be back next week.